Across America and around the world, famous vintners and favorite destinations. We share the stories behind the wines. Welcome to Vintage, hosted by the voice of wine, Brian Bushlack. And Oregon Wine Month continues throughout May, and so we're back on the wine trails of the Willamette Valley, a trip through the Shehalem Mountains and out to Dundee for a collaboration between two of the top wineries, Shehalem, part of the Stoller Wine Group, with Stoller Family Estate. And you know, the Women in Wine Angle is obviously well-established in Oregon, and that's no different here. The ladies leading the winemaking efforts at these two wineries coming together to collaborate on a new label. They call it Chemistry. On a gorgeous spring afternoon in Oregon, I sat down with Kate Payne-Brown. She's the associate winemaker at Stoller Family Estate, and Katie Santora, the winemaker at Shehalem, to get their impressions of working together to create a taste of both wineries at a value price point. And Katie bringing her talents from Shehalem. I was excited because once Shehalem was acquired, it was a way of feeling a part of the bigger winemaking team. So for me, it really was like the chemistry of our team coming together. So especially these first releases personally are exciting because it was kind of an evolution for me to be like, how do we work together? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? And how can we blend those all together to make the best wine we can? How about you, Kate? What do you, what do you feel about chemistry versus what you do at Stoller? Does it feel different? Talk through that process as a winemaker. I think it does feel different. We, it's definitely more of a telescopic view of the valley, so we get a chance to look at different pieces of a vineyard and land and kind of take material from that and create something where it comes together and it's it speaks to what we want to create so whereas for us at Stoller we're very site specific and specifically what I do for me at Stoller would look at very not even necessarily as Stoller as a whole but more smaller uh, parcels even within Stoller so it's pretty exciting to look at other you know vines from other AVAs in the valley which we usually don't get a chance to play around with now, you worked closely with Melissa at Stoller for a number of years. Now you get to work with Katie at Shehalem. Have you learned anything from her and her winemaking style? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? She's sitting right here, of course, so I would expect nothing less. But smartest. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, it's been really great, you know, to have... Uh, we've got a lot of women on our team and we all bring different things to the table so yeah I think we all learn from each other on a regular basis and that's what makes our team pretty dynamic and same to you Katie I mean with Kate I mean was there something that she brought to the winery or the barrel room when you're you know tasting through wines a, a comment or a perspective that maybe was new for you Absolutely. I think Kate has an amazing palate. And when <laughs> I'm really, really not. So I, I learn something every time I taste with Kate. Either she's able to um, articulate what maybe I smell or taste and can't find the right word for it. 
Um, but how she's able to decipher it and find the levels of winemaking or in a wine is extremely a, a part that I've been learning a lot from. So it's been very helpful. You know, it was interesting uh, for me to interview Veronique Druin recently, and we have more and more women entering the wine industry. What do you think is different about women winemakers than men winemakers? I mean, palates are different. You feel like there's more grace with the wine. Do you feel that there's anything different? That's a great question. Um, I feel like in my history, I've worked a lot with women, so maybe I'm not as accustomed to working with men, so maybe it's not as extreme, Um, but I find a lot of humility with women that if someone comes to me with criticism or I have, you know, something to say, not that it's negative, but just like to figure it out a little bit more, I feel like there's more humbleness of talking about it and discussing it and learning from it where this industry can be very tricky with arrogant people and egos right yeah totally egos and i thrive off of being able to like talk to people about things and questions that come up and as soon as i come up to someone that doesn't want to discuss that it turns me off and turns me down to continuing the conversation so maybe i would say that women have that a bit more because i've never really come up to that in oregon women are naturally more open to perhaps discuss things, right? I think that's so fortunate. I mean, I probably talk to Katie at least once a week to feel like, hey, what do you think of this? Or, you know, we all have these general conversations, but it's it's pretty interesting. I think women have this ability to think about things certainly different than men. I don't know if I can put my finger necessarily on it. I don't think it necessarily always has to do with egos, but we approach things because as women, um, as mothers, as, you know, people that handle a lot of things, I think, and I think this is a generalization that is true, but there's a lot of multitasking that has to happen and so we're not just looking at thing from one particular issue from one linear standpoint we're looking at it from a broader standpoint and so we're able to come together and kind of all kind of tackle it from one like broader view and i think it's better beneficial it's not just seeing things from the inside out we're looking at for me i think about it thinking about it from the inside from the outside in um but it's there's a groundswell of uh, energy in terms of all the women that are making wine in the valley right now, and it's this pretty special time for us in general. Um, and I feel so lucky to be on this team with, um, you know, th- two other amazing women uh, that we can collaboratively make something that we all feel pretty proud about. Yeah, there are so many great women winemakers and I, I'm going to leave them out but of course Lynn Penner Ash big fan of her wines and we lost Patty Green about a year and a half ago and she was a real trailblazer so it's cool to see you know and Melissa's not here to, to join the conversation it'd be great to get Ben's perspective too because I'd love to know what he thinks about <laughs> working with you guys. might be the one that's like well there's a lot of estrogen in these tasting rooms <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it would be great to hear I, I mean I, he he, he's so great about like I mean he's 
he's got a great personality for dealing with um, the three of us. <laughs> so here's another perspective for you. Uh, you are asked to collaborate and create chemistry, and you're asked to do it with a value-priced wine. So this isn't a 50 or 60 or $100 bottle of wine. This is a $20 bottle of wine. Uh, does that present any challenges in and of itself with Pinot Noir? Because I know, I know that it's expensive to produce it. What's it like to make that wine? I think from the outside view, I mean, I'm at Shehalem most of the time, so I'm not a part of the day-to-day winemaking. I'm more a part of like the blending in the end and helping with that. But I would say we have to give a lot of credit to our strong viticulture crew. Um, since a lot of this, the grapes that go into this wine are outsourced and grown at other places, we really have to trust our viticulture team to know the value really intensely to know that for this wine, these are kind of the aspects that we need. And then hopefully, and I'm assuming that they trust the growers and from that we can put this wine together. So for me, it's a lot of trust. And then, you know, on the vineyard side, the season, the growing season, and then also the winemaking, the day-to-day winemaking that happens at Stoller Family Estate, and then coming and going, you guys did an awesome job. Like, what can I help in on my side? I was going to say the same thing. I think the vineyards being sourced, the fruit being sourced up from various vineyards um, is pretty well articulated. I think our vineyard team has gone out there and really built these relationships with growers outside of certainly both of our AVAs and brought us material that is like, you know, for a value priced wine is incredible. And uh, I really think a lot of what goes into this bottle speaks to their diligence in doing that. Uh, The day-to-day winemaking, we really a lot of that is over, most of it honestly is seen by Ben Howe and um, he certainly has a vision with working with uh, the wines that come in and it's been incredible he's his background is with making larger blends and so um he really shines when he is is making something that is going to be you know meant to be approachable meant to be you know available at a a value price point katie describe the the pinot noir if you would i mean we've got what three wines for chemistry if you had to uh describe that wine how would you describe it I would describe it as very approachable. It's really fruit forward. And I think in the winemaking process for a Pinot Noir, we want um, the consumer who purchases it to be, be able to open it and have a great snapshot of what the Willamette Valley offers, which to me is like this beautiful fruit, a nice balance with acid, but some really nice structure where in this Pinot, I feel like the tannin is definitely present, but present throughout the whole palette, but not overpowering. So it's just a great like idea, I, I think, of the Willamette Valley. And so hopefully, for me, that consumers will drink this and get excited if they don't know the Willamette Valley and go, oh, this is great. And then they can find, you know, niches within it that they are really, really interested in learning more about. Let's talk about the Pinot Gris. And uh, it's a varietal that was really prevalent in Oregon, uh, I think up until maybe five years ago, and with the emergence of Chardonnay, I think you know, the focus has definitely shifted. But uh, tell us about the Pinot Gris. The Pinot Gris, you know, it it has been such 
an important varietal to Oregon. It's actually the second most planted varietal in Oregon still. And I think people think about Pinot Gris and think about Oregon. And we wanted it to show the sense of place in terms of the Willamette Valley. Uh, it is, you know all the things that Pinot Gris should be. It is bright. It is vibrant. It has a lot of um, a lot of bright fruit. And, uh, you know, it's just easy to drink. I love Pinot Gris. I think it often, you know, gets the bad rap as the simple variety in the Willamette Valley, but it's refreshing and it's easy to drink, and I'll drink it any day. And one more to talk about. Tell us about that one. The Rosé? Yeah. The Rosé is... Great. I love rosé. Rosé is one of my go-to summer drinks or winter, depending. It's all year round now. But um, I think rosé, for me, it's been an evolution of how rosé is made. And I'm learning more and more that there's so many different styles. And so this rosé for chemistry is really something that we want, again, approachable. So it's bright. It's really aromatic, but strawberries and watermelon and just something that is so nice on a porch or goes really well with food. I love rosé. So I think it's great. Yeah, it's a good lineup. And I think what's interesting, Michelle, is that you've got a collaboration between great winemakers underneath the umbrella of the Stoller family of wines, Stoller Wine Group. Consumers aren't stupid, right? You brand this with a different name. So if you see it on the, on the shelf at a value price, you may not initially know that it's produced by the Stoller Wine Group, but people are going to do their homework. They're going to find, oh, okay, I get this. All right. So even though it's a value wine, you can't screw this up. It has to be good, right? No, absolutely. The The knowledge is there with our winemaking team and our viticulture team. The nice thing with this this wine is it really is its own autonomous brand within our portfolio of things that we're working on. You're never going to find it available on the tasting flight at Stoller or Shehalem. This is truly something that you're going to find maybe on a restaurant list or maybe in grocery uh, out to purchase. And it is. It's just now hitting shelves uh, in the Oregon area, hopefully Seattle to follow. Um, but our goal with this wine is it will be one of our flagship national offerings across the country. It's a nice wine. I mean, it's come together nicely. I mean, and to take, you know, different entities and blend them together, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, and bring Willamette Valley out, you know, to the rest of the country. I don't think most people get to experience Willamette Valley wines the way that we may do here in the Pacific Northwest. Michelle Kaufman there, Communications Director, along with Kate Payne-Brown, Associate Winemaker at Stoller Family Estate, and Katie Santoro, Winemaker at Shehalem, on the collaboration between Stoller and Shehalem. It's called, appropriately, Chemistry. More from Oregon in upcoming episodes. We'll spend more time with these ladies with trips to Shehalem and Stoller Family Estate here on Vintage. Vintage is a presentation of Feedback Media. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.